waiting is tough, isn't it? In life, waiting is really hard. I suppose actually some waiting can be good. Waiting for a baby to arrive can be a time of excitement, anticipation and preparation. Or waiting for a holiday. That can keep us going for weeks, can't it? But mostly this is not something we like doing. Waiting to see a teacher at parents' evening, join the line. Or waiting to pay for stuff, join the line. Or waiting for a delayed flight. It's no fun. But there are much more serious and difficult waits in life. For Christians, these are often centred around prayer. Waiting for an answer, someone to be healed, perhaps someone to come to know the Lord as you do. These are among the hardest waits. But let's look at some of the quite impressive waits in the Bible. These are times when God asked his people to wait. Or sometimes he didn't even say that. He just expected them to wait. It seems that sometimes God just went away for a bit. So, for example, back in the Old Testament, we see the people of Israel as slaves in Egypt. They were there for 400 years. That's a long wait. Then another wait. See, eventually Moses turns up and Pharaoh, the ruler of Egypt, agrees that the Israelites can leave Egypt eventually after 10 plagues. But then there's another wait, around 40 years. That's roughly the time that these people, after leaving Egypt, wandered about in the desert. That must have been tough. The Lord brought us out of slavery in Egypt with great signs and wonders and huge wealth. They must have been really excited. We're off, we're off, we're free. God has a new land for us, we're going. And they went. They went round in circles. In the desert, days turned to weeks. And then weeks turned to months and years. It was a long wait. Or Hannah waiting for the birth of a baby, Samuel. For many years, she couldn't have children. That's a wait many people have today. And the people of Israel again. Eventually, their nation is invaded by a foreign army and they get taken off by a foreign power into captivity, into Babylon or what we now call Iraq. And there they had to wait in a foreign country as a people for 70 years. That's a long wait. People would have been born, lived and died in that time. But let me ask you, what do you think was the big weight in the Old Testament? The biggest weight? Well, I think the big weight was the really long wait between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament closes with the book of Malachi. But then there's 400 years before Jesus comes onto the scene. 400 years is an awful long time to wait for anything. Imagine it. 400 years before today, it was the early 17th century. That's how long ago it was. Again, it's easy for us to overlook this. It's easy for us to look back through Jesus at the Old Testament and say, well, obviously Jesus was coming, wasn't he? But they didn't know that was going to happen. If you were living in those times, 
you would have been justified in wondering, in being confused, in asking. We've had such an amazing history. We were slaves and then we were free. We entered the new land and then we were carried off by a foreign army. But now we're free again. But it's all gone quiet. What's going on? Where have all the prophets gone? Where's God gone? There was a long wait. And even for Jesus when he came here, God on earth, there was waiting. He had to wait about 30 years before he even started. And I think maybe the most poignant wait in history, I think, was Easter Saturday. Jesus had proven many times who he was. Then the Romans executed him on the Friday. On Saturday, people are left thinking, what? We were expecting so much. We thought this man was the one he was going to lead us. But it's all a mess. It's all gone wrong. It was only a day, that Saturday. But what a gloomy day. Back to Jesus and waiting. Even after Jesus is crucified, risen from the dead and appears to his disciples, he returns to heaven. But before he returns, he leaves them with one instruction. His main instruction? Wait. The disciples didn't want to wait. They had fire in their bellies. They wanted to get going to tell the world he's alive. But no, says Jesus, wait. Wait. First you must wait. Unless you wait, you won't receive the Holy Spirit. You won't be ready. So actually lots of examples in the Bible of waiting. You might be waiting in your life. Maybe for a special person, maybe for something to change, employment, illness. Why does God put long waits into our lives? I don't know for sure, but there are two things we can think about. Firstly, God waits until we are ready. This is hard for us, but God sometimes provides the wilderness as a learning experience or to heighten our dependence on him. These are hard times, wandering in what can seem to be a desert in our life. And secondly, God waits until he is ready. I think this is even harder. God will not yield to our timing. God will not succumb to the laws of our universe, space and time. He created them in the first place. He's not bound by human timescales. God says, to me, a thousand years is like a day. In closing, you may have seen that film, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. It wasn't a great film, but there was a great quote in it by the young Indian hotelier. He says, all will be well in the end, and if it isn't well, it isn't the end. All will be well in the end, and if it isn't well, it isn't the end. <laughs>